Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Every neighborhood within walking distance of a university has been studied at one time or another. But does the resulting knowledge actually help those communities? Georgina Lucas is determined to see that it does. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs and Communications talking with Ms. Lucas, who is Deputy Director of the Robert Wood Johnson's Clinical Scholar Program at Yale and directs the community research initiatives there. So what's helicopter research? Well, helicopter research is a a phrase that folks use when researchers swoop down into a community and uh, collect data for their own purposes and then swoop away. And the community doesn't benefit. And frequently, the community doesn't even know what the results of the research were. Now, every RWJ scholar at Yale has to do a community-based project, and the aim is to make it the absolute antithesis of helicopter research. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. uh, We've actually uh, developed a model based on community-based participatory research, which is uh, called CBBR. And what that is is it's our scholars find a community partner And collectively, they decide what is an issue of interest to the community. And together, uh, they actually engage in research, and the community partners involved in all stages of the research, from identifying what the research question is to um, identifying the best way to collect information to answer the question Mm -hmm. to analysis and interpretation of the data and to producing reports that will, in fact, uh, lead to some changes in in addressing the issue. And the community partners involved in all of those stages, as well as looking at what the next steps might be when the Mm -hmm. scholars leave the community and who might take some ownership. So there's a continuity to looking at the issue and continuing the work beyond the time the scholars are here. Because the scholars are just here for two years, which is a fairly narrow window. Yes. How do you help them build real substantial relationships in that time? We actually do that in a number of ways. The scholars begin in July uh, for a two-year fellowship. During that first summer, um, they actually go out and do neighborhood walking tours Mm -hmm. with leaders from those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So they begin developing relationships at a neighborhood level with these individuals. The next thing we do is we bring them to various... Uh, community and health organizations here in the city where they get to meet the leadership of those organizations and the staff of those organizations and get to know about uh, what those agencies do and how the scholars might be involved. And the third um, thing that we do that is um, fairly significant is we have a, a steering committee on community projects. It was formed about five and a half years ago. And it's comprised of a number of community and neighborhood leaders uh, from organization, health organizations as well as community-based organizations. It also has representation from Yale, other Yale centers mm-hmm. who are working in the uh, New Haven community. And this group really guides scholars in their research projects, connects them with other folks who might uh, – share a common interest in the issue, Mm -hmm. and really act as ambassadors for the program. So over the last five and a half years we've been doing this work in New Haven, the steering committee has really been instrumental in introducing uh, the scholars to New Haven. And while the scholars still need to build individual relationships each year as they come into the community, 
the work that we do in terms of the New Haven orientation, mm-hmm. as well as really the good work that their predecessors right. um, have uh, provided to, to uh, New Haven, really gives them a running start for a very short period of time that they're here. Can you give me an example of a piece of work that you're particularly proud of? Well, we've done a lot of projects that we are proud of. I think each cohort, uh, and we call them cohorts, Mm -hmm. that has been coming here since 2005, have really made some, I think, small and some larger contributions to New Haven. We have a project uh, going on now. It's actually been going on for two years called Project Access. And it's a program of donated care, donated specialty care for the uninsured. When we first began working in New Haven, we often heard um, of an unmet need, which was access to specialty care. Mm-hmm. The, the federally qualified health centers here and the primary care centers at the two hospitals meet a lot of the primary care needs. But when there is a need for a specialist, particularly for somebody who's uninsured, mm-hmm. it's next to impossible for that person to get that kind of care. So about two years ago, the New Haven County Medical Association approached the Scholars Program and asked if scholars would be interested in helping to research the need um, more precisely for this kind of care and help them build uh, actually a new organization. And the five scholars um, uh, came to the plate and Mm -hmm. said that they wanted to work on this project. And so they began engaging others in the community. So they got the Two uh, health centers involve Hill Health Center and Fairhaven Community Health Center, and a number of community-based organizations introduced the idea, um, kind of confirmed uh, the need for such a program, and together working with the New Haven County Medical Association have built this brand new organization. Uh, They've been instrumental in finding funding for the organization, Mm -hmm. uh, for the program to get launched, building kind of the information systems needed to track what will happen to patients who come through this system. And um, this year, uh, this month, actually, they should be seeing their first patients. And two of the scholars elected uh, for a third year of fellowship so they could continue their work with Project Access and evaluate the effectiveness of Project Access in the New Haven community. that says a lot. So they're staying on, and we've actually, um, uh, a scholar from the, uh, uh, a subsequent cohort has joined the team. So they will uh, they will put everything in place to be able to evaluate the program when they leave uh, a year from now. So how will it work? I, I go to Hill Health Center. Um, it's apparent that I should be seen by a neurologist. What's, what's going to happen to me next? Well, the Project Access um, model has what they call patient navigators. And so the Hill Health Center will give a call to Project, a- Project Access. And depending on the specialty need that would be required, the patient navigator will really be that advocate for that patient. They will have a list of specialists who have agreed mm-hmm. to see um, um, Project Access patient and the patient navigator will ensure that the person gets to the appointment and is connected and will do the follow-up. And what is very interesting, uh, there are many physicians who often donate care, Mm -hmm. but what they don't always have access to are the donated-related tests that are required. And so Yale New Haven Hospital and St. Raphael's Hospital have agreed to, prov- to donate the related tests that any specialist might need. And so the patient navigator will ensure that all of the services and care that is needed for that particular patient is delivered. There will actually be a, a project access card that will look like an insurance card. Mm-hmm. So the, patient, the 
um, the Project Access patient going into a specialist won't be differentiated from anybody else who might have an insurance card, will not be treated differently, and will flow through the system as anybody with insurance. It's a nice story because it, it draws on existing goodwill and resources that were already in the community but just needed to be some, brought together. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very exciting uh, project, and the scholars themselves are very proud of the work that they've done to bring this to fruition. How do these experiences affect the careers of your scholars after they leave Yale? Well, I think they have a profound um, impact because we teach not only how to do rigorous research, but we really are about systems change. Mm -hmm. So we have an equal emphasis on translating research into practice. So the skills that we teach the scholars are really are about systems change. So they, they begin thinking in, uh, they think about systems mm-hmm. and not just about a piece of research. So we really encourage them to uh, think about what is the relevance of the research that they want to do, who are the stakeholders, and how do they begin engaging those stakeholders early on in the process so that when they want to translate the research mm-hmm. into improved health, improved practices, they, they can. And as a consequence, they take that kind of thinking into their careers. Uh, many of our scholars you know, go on to um, academic careers where they're clinician researchers, mm-hmm. but they are also thinking about uh, who do they work with in those settings. Other scholars have gone on to um, positions and foundations. We have actually uh, uh, three uh, scholar graduates who are actually at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Mm-hmm. We had a scholar who graduated last year who is now the chief medical officer for comparative effectiveness research in the Health and Human Services Agency in their um, Department of Planning and Evaluation. So our scholars go on to uh, positions where they feel they can bring about systems change regardless of the setting in which they're working. You've published on your model of community-based participatory research along with some of the community partners and some of your scholars. Are you seeing it have a ripple effect elsewhere? I think it is. Uh, the indicator that um, CPPR, community-based participatory research, is having an impact, I think is seen in the, um, the requests for proposals coming from a range of funding agencies, including those from the National Institutes of Health, mm-hmm. wanting to see this kind of experience um, as part of grant applications. We're seeing it as part of job descriptions that Um, schools of academic medicine and public health are advertising. Mm -hmm. They want to see that folks have this kind of experience. And um, certainly the the kinds of publications now that are including community-based participatory research are pretty impressive. JAMA, the American Journal of Preventive Medicine, the Journal of um, Urban Health, they have all had special issues Mm -hmm. solely devoted to uh, community-based participatory research. And John Hopkins now actually publishes its own journal solely devoted to uh, community-based participatory research. Yale launched the Center for Clinical Investigation in part to foster the kind of research that we're talking about right now. How has the relationship with YCCI strengthened what you do? Well, I think it's been very important. Uh, innovation tends to uh, begin elsewhere outside of a university setting. Mm-hmm. So many of the foundations, Kellogg Foundation, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, even the Institute of Medicine, they all, I think, were talking about community-based participatory research 
as a way to really address some entrenched um, health issues that that just weren't getting solved in Mm -hmm. other ways. But getting an organization, a large entity like the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation, to take this on and to recognize community engagement as a a really a major element in its operation gives a much greater credibility uh, to community-engaged research at a university level. And so that in itself has been very important, and the community has uh, paid attention to that. Their funding of the of care or the Community Alliance for Research and Engagement mm-hmm. has really been very very important um, in terms of of broadening what Yale can do in the community and and complement some of the work that had begun with the Scholars Program right. and certainly the dollars that um, yeah the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation um, provides uh, to the uh, Scholars Program mm-hmm. has really allowed the scholars to expand their work. Uh, in the community, as well as learn the skills. Um, one of the things we are, are doing this year that's different is we have uh, identified other investigators in the university who are interested in doing community-based participatory research, and they're called YCCI, Community Research Scholars, and we have five of them actually taking the courses with the uh, our clinical scholars mm-hmm and participating in the community orientation to New Haven so that they, too, can begin doing work in New Haven. So rather than reinventing the wheel, use a program that's already working well. Yes, and it's really, I think, uh, I recently talked with the scholars about their summer experience and and asked them about their work with uh, the YCCI, Community Research Scholars, and they really feel it enriched Mm -hmm. the classes because the YCCCI scholars are established researchers who now want to learn how to do community research. And our scholars are learning about community, but they're also just beginning to learn about research. And so it really was a a mutually beneficial um, um, summer for, for both sets of scholars. Thank you. That was Georgina Lucas talking about community-based participatory research at Yale.